Good morning. Today is Sunday, January 3rd, 2021. I was asked this question. It's a very good question, a difficult question. And I'm going to try to provide an answer. Every Shabbos, Shabbos morning in our davening before Musaf, we say a paragraph, a prayer, that starts with the words, Avarachamim. And the prayer goes like this, Avarachamim Shochem Romim, Father of Compassion, Yifkod Barachamim, Remember with Compassion, Kihilos HaKodesh Shemasru Nafsho Malkadushas Hashem. Holy communities of Jews who sacrificed their lives for the sanctification of God's name. This prayer was written in the aftermath of the Crusades and it asks God to remember and to place in His holy abode those Jews who were killed simply because they held on to the belief in one God. Yizkarem Elokeinu Litova God, remember them for good. And exact vengeance for the shed blood of your servants. In this prayer, we ask God to be vengeful, to exact vengeance on those who have harmed the Jewish people in terrible ways. And the question is, isn't Nakama, vengeance, prohibited? Isn't it a wrong idea? For example, the Torah itself specifically says, in Vayikra, the Parsha of Kedoshim, Lo Sikom. God commands us, do not engage in vengeance, in revenge. Rather, the Pasuk continues, you should love your fellow as you love yourself. It's all part of the same verse. So we're taught by God not to indulge in vengeance. How is it that in this prayer of Avarachamim, we are asking God for revenge? So I think the answer is that nakama, the Hebrew word nakama, when we translate it into English, and use the English word revenge, the word revenge has a certain connotation that is not quite precise in the Hebrew word of nakama. Nakama is to hold someone accountable for their crime. It is to administer justice. Now, the administration of justice, from our point of view, happens in three realms. One is there is a judicial system whose job it is to administer justice. That's number one. Number two, God administers justice. And number three, there is the idea of administering justice between one private individual and another, directly between people. The prohibition of Nakama in the parish of Kedoshim, only relates to that third category. Rashi, for example, gives a prosaic kind of an example. What does it mean not to take revenge? Let's say, for example, you go to your neighbor and you ask your neighbor to borrow a tool, 
let's say a hammer, and your neighbor says no. The next day, your neighbor comes to you and says, could I borrow a screwdriver? And you remember to yourself that when you asked to borrow something the day before, your neighbor said no. So when he asked to borrow your screwdriver, you say no. That, says Rashi, is nakama. And the reason is, in that example, what the Torah is telling us is, don't be petty. Rather, love your fellow as you love yourself. That's more important than being petty. I'm, I'm talking about when it's in this example, type of example. Because first of all, sometimes a person acts like a jerk. That's number one. And sometimes there is a reason for what the other person said that you may not realize. Or it's possible that that person was just having a bad day. It's not worth making a battle over. Let's try to get along. If someone said something that was upsetting or not nice or not right, try to let it pass. Even when the subject matter is much more serious, for example, crimes, God forbid, against individuals or against the Jewish people, serious crimes, we are to leave it to either number one or number two. If it's a judicial matter, we should leave it to the justice system. And when there is a matter that is subject to the judicial system, we as private individuals are not allowed to be involved. We are required to leave it to those officials. Or, if it's not subject to the judicial system, we leave it to God. Now, before I go any further, I want to clarify. We always must try to defend ourselves from being hurt. And that might even require, depending on the circumstances, a preemptive action on our part. Or it might require, after an action has taken place against us, it might require us to engage in another action in order to prevent a future attack. That is not what we are discussing today. That is not in the subject of Nakama. That's in the subject of warfare, in the subject of protection, in the subject of self-defense. That is not what Nakama is. Nakama in this context refers to when the damage is over and finished. Leave it to the court system or leave it to God. Why? Well, first of all, maybe you're wrong. Maybe you're not seeing it clearly. Maybe what seems so obvious to you that something wrong was done to you, you're making a mistake. And of course, if it happened to you, and especially if you're upset, you cannot be objective about it. Leave it for an objective third party. For example, a judicial system to be able to sort out what happened and what the consequences should be. But the main reason is much deeper. And this is something that contains a tremendously important lesson in life, in all areas of life. And, and I certainly feel that I have been um, 
tripped up by this. Many people have, and all of us need to pay attention to this in order to live our lives in a healthy manner. The Chizkuni, one of our classic commentators to the Torah, on the Pasik, Lo Sikam, do not take revenge. The Chizkuni gives the following reason. Don't take revenge, says the Chizkuni, because you will come to anger and anger will destroy you. Anger will remove your objectivity. It will remove your perspective. It will overwhelm you. You will not be able to respond in a corresponding manner. Aval, however, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God, God is in control, so to speak, of his emotions, meaning God does not act with emotions, God's actions are perfect. Therefore, we say, no came Hashem, God can take revenge. Because God is going to take revenge, or rather, just to use a different phrase, exact punishment when justice requires it in a way that is not inflamed with emotion. It is not inflamed with passion. And much more importantly, in a way that does not cause God, of course, God is not human, subject to these frailties, does not cause God to be destroyed by his own anger, as we are. We are destroyed ourselves when we give ourselves over to anger. Listen how Rabbi Shamshur Rafal Hirsch describes it in the context of this prayer. In talking about this prayer of Arachamim, he writes in his commentary to the Siddur that we know, Jews who say this prayer, Avarachamim on Shabbos, that God would never forget the blood of innocent men and women that had been shed, particularly if it was spilled in the cause of his service and for the sake of loyalty to him. Knowing this, our people throughout the ages have committed to God alone the task of avenging the blood of their murdered fathers and mothers, wives and children. This promise sustained them and kept them free of bitter and burning lust for vengeance against their oppressors and murderers. They left vengeance to God. And therefore, saying this prayer yields the fruit in which the worshiper views God as the avenger of the innocent. Vengeance for people, for us, that is not part of a judicial system and not intended to protect or defend leads to hate, which will destroy you. Holding others accountable is right and just unless it leads us to hate. Then it destroys us and it's not worth it. And that's why in this prayer we ask God to do it. So justice will be served and so that we will be able to go on leading our lives. 
My friends, I thank you very much. I wish you a great day. Stay warm and safe and healthy. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.